Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jay. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. What's up? What's up? What's up? We are here, a new week, new opportunities. And <laughs> we're here recording our new Married at First Sight episode entitled I Expected a Little Better. But first, mm-hmm. um, Jay, do you have any updates on The Bachelor or Married at First Sight streets for us? Uh, I figured out the name of the Married at First Sight show I was telling you guys about, I think, last Wonderful. time. It's called The Unmatchables, and it comes out next Wednesday. Mm. I will be tuning in, probably not on Wednesday, actually, because, you know, who watches live TV anymore? But I'll be tuning in. I'll let you guys know, hopefully, by the time we record, how I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's going on these Married at First Sight streets. Any other updates for them or no? Um, Married at First Sight, no. I don't think, I'm trying to think if I had anything, if I saw anything on Instagram. I saw like some cute photo shoots, I think, but that's like pretty. Yeah, regular. I saw. I saw. Um, so I saw Karen and Miles had a new picture up, which was super cute. Um, uh, the I forgot their name. Oh, the Randalls. Sorry, the Randall way. <laughs> um, Who is again, that? That's. Uh, I forgot. I just forgot their names. Um, the Randalls. That's they call themselves the Randall way. That's their. Uh, that's their hashtag. Woody, oh Woody and Amani. Oh, that's I what they didn't call know themselves, that. the Randall way. That's in every photo they ever post. They're I, literally, I don't know. I don't think yeah. I follow the Randall way. I mean, I, I don't either. But I follow Woody, <laughs> and he posted, you know, more photos from the um, that shoot, that wedding shoot. Oh, that was super cute. I think I did see some of those, but I don't actually, I don't know how I'm seeing these things. I think they just like come up on like Married at First Sight pages. I don't think Mm. I'm actually in touch with any of the actual people. Okay. Well, yeah. That's probably how I missed the Randall way. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. But I mean, (laughs) other than that, um, I don't think I've seen, I think Shawnice has deleted like her Instagram. If you guys (gasps) tuned in last week, I, I briefly covered, um, some shenanigans or I don't know what was going on with them I guess they broke up or had a fight but she deleted her Instagram and Twitter so I'm not really sure well there's that keep them in your thoughts and prayers I suppose it's, it's tough you know it's tough for all of us sure <laughs> you know just in life I mean it's you know just tough times here <laughs> so one thing I did see on social media that just seemed like it was everywhere inescapable is Colton came out of the closet as gay and yeah. you guys know I don't really know who Colton is um, and I don't know anything about Colton or who Colton he was an actual bachelor right he chose somebody yeah or no? I think he he was the bachelor he chose a girl and then apparently he was like stalking her or something afterwards oh. like they had a really bad breakup um and then he like, was stalking her life I don't know but apparently like he now has like some new tv deal with Netflix and I'm like you know this just reeks oh. of, like so did he come out as like gay or bi like or some other I think he said area. gay but I mean my goodness like he went on a whole matchmaking show 
I, I have no idea. I honestly saw like that headline tagged in a lot of places, but I never clicked on any articles to read <laughs> to read yeah. more in depth. I just don't care that much because again, I don't know who he is. So I was like, okay, Bachelor News. Yeah, I don't. On. I don't know what's happening, but blessings to everyone involved. Matt James is still rocking his beard, y'all. In case I wanted to know, he he's is. he's done a bit of like a switch style switch up. You know, sometimes when I, I sent Jade a photo of him, and I was like, sometimes I'm, like, mildly attracted to him, and then sometimes I'm not, you know? Is it usually just, when he's not talking? I feel like yes, he's photogenic. He's very photogenic, like, and, like, his height, it just looks good, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. when he, he has a, great, talking, a really great build. Yes. I mean, you know, the legs, you know, I was a little kind of, like, with those short shorts. I like the legs. I but like he the really short does shorts. have a good, he's got a good body. <laughs> he's got a very good body. So when I see mm-hmm. him in these photos, I'm like, you know what, something's working for me sometimes. You know, I feel a little something. Um, <laughs> and then when he starts talking, I'm just like, oh, God, Matt. I don't know. I this. haven't heard him talk too much outside of the show. So maybe there's mm-hmm. a different side of his personality that's a little more unfiltered. That's true. Who knows? And then, speaking of Bachelor, other things. Uh, so Mike Johnson... Uh, we mentioned Mike last week because he did He's a little, on the sick and shut in list with Shanice. I don't know what is going on with him. He was on The Bachelorette. He's he's beautiful as well. But like, whose season was he on? I think Hannah's season. Uh, I think her name's Hannah okay. Brown. Um, That's the same girl that showed up at Matt's season, right? No, I think that was someone else. <laughs> I forgot okay. her name. But I don't know what's going on with Mike. Uh, Mike was cast in this lady's video. Who's that yeah. lady? I don't even know who that woman is. I think she may be affiliated to the Bachelor world, but she made an awful song. Um, <laughs> so bad. And he's like her love interest in it. And I'm like, the fuck are y'all doing? Like, it was just. I mean, I'm not really mad at it. I feel like it's more of the tamer things he's done recently, you know. <laughs> be the love interest in a music video that like, he's not singing or rapping in the video. No, he's no, just no. Thank the God. love. There's Can like a lot imagine? of, <laughs> 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 there's like a lot of canoodling and picking up and like heavy petting going on from what I saw. I didn't watch the whole thing, of course. Yeah. Um, but he seemed happy about it. And he's also really good friends with Jake from State Farm. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> if you guys have followed him, but Jake from State Farm and then latest commercials is like this younger black guy, and they somehow have a lot of crossover. I don't know if they're actual friends or they're just doing a lot of like business deals together. Mm-hmm. But I think that's cool. He looks like his little brother. Yeah. So I, I mean, follow Mike Johnson on Instagram. Like he is really charming. It's just lately. The content has been a little strange. Um, it's the TikToks, you know. Yeah, when you get TikToks. past a certain age, your TikToks just aren't talking like they used to tick. So you yeah. have to be mindful, you know. But it's okay. I think there's this own land of TikTok for older people where it's just always a little different. I don't know. I'm not on TikTok. But no, my friends either. who have TikToks, I don't think they're actively making TikToks TikTok-ing. because <laughs> no I don't think they're actively TikToking because most of us know like oh we shouldn't be in this space we're just here yeah. for the entertainment yeah yeah but, I agree and then another thing that Mike so Mike ha- also has a podcast called um fuck, I forgot what let's talk called. about it um I think it's talking it out <laughs> talking it out there you go um Y'all, he, did, he, had a little, he had a little snippet because it's a podcast with uh Rachel Lindsay's husband um, mm-hmm. I forgot his name, but 
They were talking about dating outside of their race, and Mike was talking about all the hate he's received because he dates white women, and I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I just don't need to hear it. I don't need to yeah. hear the hate that he's received because he's he dates some white women. I just I just don't care. Like I just yeah. I'm tired. I mean, I'm tired. as many as as long as like interracial dating has been a thing. I mean, I can understand people still receiving hate, but it's just, it seems a bit, I don't know, like, it's not, it's just not my business. It's um, not. And he was really saying, at this point. he was saying that, you know, people think that because he's dated white women that he doesn't date black women. He's like, that couldn't be farther from the truth. And I'm like, Matt, I mean, not Matt. Ooh, <laughs> Freudian slip. I mean, Matt and Mike, I don't know, what's the difference at this point? I don't know. I don't usually see too many people like, I feel like people have like a type and they don't usually deviate too far from that type, like multiple races kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know though. I haven't done a deep dive to see who he's dated. And I'm not, I'm not going to get into, I just, I just, the choices that he's been making are just, I'm, I'm, I'm watching because they've just been very different from the usual choices. So we'll, we'll just see how it goes. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it's because he came to Austin. That's probably having an effect on him <laughs> i think oh, that might be no. what because he wasn't in austin before he's like in dallas or something yeah that yeah that's true he was primarily in dallas so i don't know maybe it's that austin air child and he's just there's like, an austin effect that happens uh if you if you're not careful oh uh, you just get sucked more. into like what this i don't know it's like a not a hippie thing that happens but people in austin tend to just be very like green eco-conscious um not everyone of course but there's a certain like culture here that i feel like somehow he slid into <laughs> slid into that's just very different than dallas culture i mean yeah um, that's true i mean but he may just be you know he can evolve with wherever he is you know what i mean yeah i mean he does a lot of like healthy things there's nothing wrong with that it's just I, these TikToks. I think that's just the main. It's, it's thing. really just the TikToks. He's a beautiful. He's a wonderful man. But these TikToks, you guys, we don't know what the fuck's going on. So he's yeah, just so giving just... himself permission to act silly and and it's fine. It's like I mean... really silly, but it's not like it's not funny. It's just like him being <laughs> silly. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah, it's not really like funny. So I don't know. So we'll just continue to keep him in our thoughts and prayers. Sure. Um, so moving on to Married at First Sight, this episode was entitled, I Expected a Little Better. Mm. And we start, um, it says day 40 of marriage, my mind. And it's a montage, okay. again, of all the couples. These Clara, montages. Clara and her dog, Mishka, Virginia and Eric were like snuggling or something. Brie and Vinny were eating dinner. And then Haley and Jacob, uh, I don't know what they were doing, actually. Um, Nothing would <laughs> worth be. Right. So our first uh, scene is Virginia and Eric, mm-hmm. and they it's 16 days until decision day, and mm-hmm. they are meeting at Eric's parents' house, his childhood home. Mm-hmm. So he gives us a little spiel about how much family means to him, and he's showing Virginia military ribbons and flying <laughs> combat missions. Can I interrupt and, very quickly? Please. Just to before this. <laughs> um, before this all, just so you guys understand the gist of the episode, in case you haven't watched it, or in case you need a refresher. Pastor Cal announces during the montage, as he does every episode, kind of like what, what we can expect. And oh, so this episode... I didn't hear that, man. <laughs> See, 
he just always like fills you in on like the theme of the episode um but this episode was geared toward them sharing experiences with their partners that are personal to them so as we go through this episode you see each partner sharing some personal area of their life through an experience with the other person and that's why we're at eric's parents house his parents are not there not sure where exactly they are but we're at eric's parents house continue wonderful so he's showing her you know a lot of memorabilia military ribbons um i guess some other army stuff oh wait was it the army i don't know the um, military of some sort and she i think he shows her like all the ribbons he got on his little um shirt or whatever it's called jacket it's like a pin and you get like patches added yeah, to it or yeah, badges yeah. added to it for like they're different colors my dad mm-hmm. used to have a ton of them but nobody and knows she says well. she said it's like boy scouts and he's just like I <laughs> she, she said it's like boy scouts because you earn patches for things right. you do <laughs> he's like i mean <laughs> kind of but not really um so then i think he shows her a picture of him when he was like in elementary school in 1995 or maybe high school i don't know child i think he was older and she says that she was two in 1995 damn man that's tough um so he shows her the baseball photos and he tells her that it would be cool for him to do this with his future kids and immediately she just starts looking so weird and i'm like oh god here we go um, so then she starts crying and she tells him that these words don't mean anything because he hasn't talked to her family at all. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently she expected more from him uh, to speak more with her family since he's so family oriented and he doesn't even have their numbers or talk to them. She says that mm-hmm. she talks to his mother and sister-in-law regularly and feels that it's one sided. Mm-hmm. He says that he's been too focused on them and not her family. And it's tough when we're busy and they're just not close enough. He also tells her, quote, you need to understand that I want to know every family member and have a relationship with them. End quote. I hate this, this strong directed talking. He does. Thing you of need like- to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really over it. I think he needs to work on like communicating a bit softer. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with her, because I feel like she kind of has a tendency to recoil from him or to just like blow up. And yeah. so, mm-hmm. I don't know. That was basically that where we left off with Virginia just feeling like he doesn't try with her family. And she really loves her family. She's big, big on family, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt for her in that moment. We then go to Brianna and Vincent. Um, Brown's at the dance studio doing some, some tap, just tapping around by herself. (laughs) Um, she says dance was her passion and she did it for like many, many years. Um, but she ultimately gave it up because it wasn't where the money was at. Um, and that's kind of how she went to engineering because it was more, more viable monetarily, which is super sad, but it also kind of, you know, reminds me of that whole budget conversation mm-hmm. uh, where I was like, her her value of money is is interesting. Um, or the way she the way she sees money, like she did all this engineering stuff just because she knew math, but she's not like it's not where her heart beats for. Um, so I feel like that was a little sad. Vincent comes into the studio, you know, both of these people, as they were standing there together, I was like, they look nice. You know, he has a nice little outfit and she had on her nice little 
I guess she had like a t-shirt, like some leather pants, but cute. Yeah. Um, and her hair was she had like an updo, her braids yes. into an updo. Her hair was I thought so it was cute. super cute. I personally though was a little triggered at Vincent coming back into a dance studio because of the last time. Oh I was God. just I wasn't sure we were gonna go. I wasn't sure if he was gonna put on tap shoes. I was like, please don't ask this man to do any mm-hmm. any kind of dancing because it's not gonna go good. But he's been doing so well in these last couple of episodes. I'm super encouraged. So Brianna tells him a little bit about her history with dancing and her insecurities um, related to dancing and her own like skin color of being darker, darker skinned, or what did she say? A darker skin tone. Mm-hmm. Um, so she talks about that. He says that, what does he say? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> I think it's hard for people to 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 really validate this this whole colorism thing especially because he grew up in the dominican republic where mm-hmm. you know there are people of every color there um but her growing up wherever she grew up i think like it's hard for her to imagine like her as a little dark-skinned girl feeling self-conscious because she said i think she said until she was like 15 or 16 yeah then she started she to tell like, herself like i'm cute confident. i'm beautiful mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's hard. So he talks about when they have children, how he wants them to know, you know, that they're, well, they both kind of say the same thing. They want their children to know they're beautiful and loved and not have these same insecurities. Then it goes a little bit left. Um, because in talking about children, Vincent says, like, that's the next goal is to have my kids in a better situation, you know, and them not to have the same struggles we had. Mm-hmm. Brianna says, yeah, that's a long time from now. And he kind of looks disc- There's a lot of like eyes moving back and <laughs> forth <laughs> where she's staring at him. He's staring at her. And it just looks like, oh, this was a good moment until it wasn't. Um, because we all know Vincent wants kids today. Yeah. And-, and it's like, I don't know where the sudden interest of like children for him has emerged but i mean i think this was there before her honestly i think he just needed someone to bear children for him well i mean can we can they build a foundation i mean i hate to pull a ryan but like can we pump the brakes <laughs> and like maybe just get to know each other and and date and like build a foundation before we enter kids into the situation i mean he can't even go to a dance studio to do a little salsa without erupting so like what do you think is going to happen when you have a kid i think the other thing is he just started his business in like april and it is only october like i'm just don't understand i mean i think he wants to know i think he would probably feel better if there was like an actual timeline that she had of like next year or the year after that or the year after that but i think she's just kind of leaving it very open like 2024 (laughs) (laughs) she's like a long time from now (laughs) Um, I want to go back to this colorism conversation. Um, yes, go back to it. Colorism, from what I've read and understood, is very big in the Dominican culture. Mm-hmm. And I was interested to hear his take because he is a light-skinned Dominican. And I think he I don't think it works the same for men. Yeah. And, like, I think he identifies as, as a black Dominican because I know there are some that don't. So I just was... I wanted to hear more about that, and, and he gave me nothing. Um, so I just was, you know, I just thought that was interesting because, yeah. you know, he, you know, thinks that she's very beautiful, and I wonder if that is the norm. 
really in the Dominican no. culture. Or if maybe some of his his family or grandparents or grandmas may be like, oh, she's, you know, she's kind of dark or I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I was just, I kind of wanted to get some, some context for that, but I got nothing. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we've seen his mom. She's fairly, fairly light. Mm-hmm. Um which leads me to, and his brother was really light too, or whoever that was that came with his mom. The whole family um, very light. Yeah, so I'm not really certain on his exposure and experiences uh, yeah. with people of darker skin in the Dominican, um, or like how he's experienced privilege being mm-hmm. just of a lighter skin tone. Yeah. So yeah, that was He's not necessarily thing. fairly light. He's not as light as his mom, but No, no, definitely not. No. So yeah. I don't so know. Yeah. So, our next couple is Clara and Ryan. Um mm-hmm. so Clara and Ryan are Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. This is actually just Ryan. Ryan is meeting with Londa or is Clara's it mama. Londa? It's Londa. It's not Linda. Oof. It's Londa. Londa. <laughs> Interesting name. Maybe it's like Yolanda and she just goes by Londa. <laughs> wow, what a choice. Okay. Look, Londa. Yolanda is just such an interesting. Maybe it's German or something. Maybe it's, it's a story. It's, um, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna believe it's Yolanda, and okay. she just well, I'll call her Yolanda. The yo off. I can't. Londa is hard for the tongue. Uh, so he's hanging out with Yolanda, Clara's mom, and uh, Ryan says that. Um, I guess they're talking about family. Um, forgive me, you guys. I have very minimal notes when Ryan's on the screen. Um, and he says they're talking about family and just um, how they both grew up as you know children and Ryan saying that he was very sensitive as a child and if something happened or if things didn't go his way he would cry Mm -hmm. Um, he said his parents would describe him as a needy kid yes yes so I thought that was very interesting yeah he doesn't Um, seem very emotionally open he really doesn't maybe that's like (laughs) kind of why he is the way he is now um because he was just so emotional as a child but the the crux of this conversation is that Ryan really wanted to talk to Yolanda uh, about uh, Christianity and raising uh, their future kids in the church. Um, he says in his talking head that he knows that, you know, Clara's parents, um, I think it was the dad wasn't very religious, but the mom went to church. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he wanted to kind of get their story and feedback about that to see if that's something that's sustainable or that's good for them. And so Yolanda lets him know that she actually didn't attend church until after she had Clara. I thought that was fascinating. Wasn't that interesting? So neither of them were super religious until they until they had Clara. And then Yolanda became religious and wanted Clara to be in the church. And she mm-hmm. thinks and she thinks that once Clara actually has a child, she'll feel differently. I thought I'm that, not exactly what? sure why this seemed very, very weird to me because she also said that she remembers wanting like when Clara was little, I guess they went to some kids day thing at church. Churches have mm-hmm. these things all the time. But anyway, she took little Clara to some event at the church for the kids and she remembers wanting Clara to know it's important. And so again, I'm like, <laughs> Okay, so you weren't going to church. Maybe she was raised religious or something. But anyway, she wasn't going to church before Clara, and then she had Clara decided, this baby needs to be in church. Um, Somehow, Clara, of her own volition, decided, "Mm, not working for me. So I'm like, where was the... Where was the disconnect? I mean, where's the disconnect out there? Something's not adding up. And I'm honestly more confused, because if that's the case, 
Clara, did she go out of her own volition to to Bible? She went to like a Baptist college for like a year, right? That's a good question. Maybe. Because I remember she says that she went to Baptist or she went to like a church college for like a year and was just like, that's not for me. So I'm like, so how did we get here? So if anything, this conversation just raised more questions for me. It seems like maybe they could have been like those kind of church people who come on like Christmas and Easter and like New Year service or like those special events like Mother's Day, you know, like all those sometime things, especially because um clara's dad wasn't attending it says it's not like he was ever involved in this church going experience right um i think clara was an only child or mm-hmm. is an only child so it's like her and her mom's thing that maybe they would do sometimes i'm not really sure um but yeah definitely raised a lot of questions somehow out of that whole conversation ryan became a little more optimistic right uh, <laughs> i don't know how but I'm I guess thinking that like was, okay, Claire will return to the church, right? I'm like, oh, all right, I suppose. So yeah, very interesting conversation with Yolanda yeah. and Ryan. I guess maybe her mom might also think like, oh, Clara's heart is in the church. She's just far from God right now, or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe there's maybe. like some church hurt there that mm-hmm. I don't know. But it seems like she would have told Ryan that like. If she or felt she could have just said it's way. not, you know, or she could have just said that, like, I'm not really interested in church, but I'm still, you know, Christian and I still, you know, want to read the Bible or do some yeah. things at home. Like, because, you know, religion and you know, some people practice outside of, you know, the building. Yeah. Like, you like, got to go ha- to church to, you know, be yeah. filled with the spirit. Yeah. But again, I still wonder, like, if he's going to church and he's reading his Bible and praying, like, where is she at when this is occurring? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess in the maybe if they connected garage. on that religious level, you know, we'd get some other places. But <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Sorry. That's terrible. <laughs> we should not use religion in that way. Anyways, we oh, go. Heavens. We go back to uh, Virginia and Eric. It's just Eric. Very briefly, (laughs) pressure is on. (laughs) It's FaceTiming Virginia's dad. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember, they share the same beliefs. So I was kind of social and political. (laughs) I was kind of like, oh, goodness, here we go with this bullshit. Great. Anyway, so he immediately, you know, you know, uh, does that thing where you're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh uh (laughs) (laughs) He starts defending himself to dad immediately for not reaching out. He's like, hey, I'm sorry. I haven't called you. (laughs) Just like so guilty off the bat. Dad is like walking out of the office to go sit in the car and talk to him. Right. And Virginia's dad is like, you don't owe us anything. You're supposed to be focusing on, you know each other right now you guys only have this short period of time to decide if you want to continue mm-hmm. um and then dad makes some statements about virginia um and says like you have to earn everything with her and erica's like yes sir uh-huh i know yeah yeah oh. um and he's kind of saying how virginia had some rough experiences with dad and mom and how he wishes she didn't have some of those experiences which is really heartbreaking and that's you know like when you're in a marriage with someone like you can't necessarily shield the kids from everything Mm -hmm. um but he dad was actually better than i expected him to be Mm -hmm. um after hearing virginia talk about him um eric starts trying to get dad on his side and the way that he does with everyone 
So he's like, you know, talking about how a marriage should be and how he's tried to explain to Virginia the things she should do. And her dad is like, well, all marriages look different. Like, you know, they're not all, they don't all have the same rules, which I was like, I'm glad somebody, somebody else has told him. Because if Virginia tells him he doesn't listen to her, he just Mm -hmm. thinks like she doesn't know shit or something. I don't know. But he seemed to think about it more when another man said it, I'll say. (sighs) This man. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where that scene ends. He's just like thinking yeah with his cracked phone screen and it's so crazy because it's not like dad is saying anything that's so anything revolutionary yeah he's just saying that you know all marriages don't look the same you don't all have to do the same thing so i just don't understand like how how is this rock rocket science how is this i think eric thinks there's like a foolproof way or he's hoping there's a foolproof way and in reality there's not and I think because he already had that one failed marriage, he's like, I'm going to do everything right this time. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's no right. There's just not. Yeah. I don't know. So <sighs> we'll see what happens. Take us to the next, folks. <sighs> so we have Haley and Jacob. Uh, they are at the batting cages, which I've actually never been to the batting mm-hmm. cages. And it actually looks kind of well, It. I did think it was fun <laughs> up until watching. These watching people. Haley, it looked fun. Yeah, watching Haley, it looked fun. Um, so they're at the batting cages. Um, they both get in their receptive cages. Jacob is wearing like some, uh, <laughs> like a shirt, a, a fitted denim, and like some. Stress Jacob shoes. is wearing like a white tee with like, like, like a track moms. jacket, <laughs> and some like bootcut jeans with yes, some with like cognac dress shoes. Yeah, like maybe like a like a like a Cole Haan, like cognac or mm-hmm. like you know something. Which it makes I mean, me think looks- of like. That movie Kingsman, when they're like rogues or. <laughs> I mean, he looks fine, and I guess Oxford's because he rogues. I guess because he is older, like maybe that's just what he's comfortable in. Like I really don't know, but you know, whatever. I think the track jacket was too much. You know, he. I, I try not to like. If you like it, whatever. Like if, he, if that's how he wants to express himself at this point, like I, I just can't say anymore. Um, yeah, but Haley makes that comment. Yeah, and says like he's in his typical uniform. She seems very annoyed by his dress choices. I don't know like, why. Something triggers her about his dress and like what he wears, and I and I, I kind of want to just be like, what does that mean to you? Like, what are you feeling internally when he's dressing himself? It does like, sound like there's something more there because she's like fixated on. I don't know yes. if there's like just nothing else for her to fixate on about him, but she seems like hell bent on his well, clothing and it just choices. Feels- nitpicky like why are you yeah him? like oh you wear those shoes and are you comfortable like first of all to to go to the batting cages i mean you're just standing there like he doesn't have to he has <laughs> to make not a he's like i don't have to run to the base and like i kind of like get it like let the man wear what he want to wear i don't know what the deal is it's just like i agree it feels petty and picky to me that she's obsessed with his clothes i mean they leave the same house i'm assuming or the same mutual apartment <laughs> but i guess if she were to ask him to like wear tennis shoes he'd be like no i want to wear these and okay it's, he's like he's an adult he's a grown-up he can wear what he wants to wear right like he is seasoned like he is a, a seasoned <laughs> adult so like he's like this is let that man be i'm tired of it goodness so anyways he is like those stacy adams <laughs> she's such a daddy wears 
So they're <laughs> at the batting cages. I think she says that she gets like two out of 20. And then he says that 60 miles per hour is too slow for him. So he doesn't get any, like, he doesn't hit the I think ball he got all. two for 20. She got eight out of 10. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So he claims that this is a metaphor for their relationship. Goodness. I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, but Haley starts talking about how she was as a child. And she says that she was super strong-minded. And, like, if she didn't want to do something, she didn't do it. And apparently one time mm. she was supposed to have swim lessons. And she didn't feel like swimming. So she just put her blanket down and just laid there on the ground. And I was like, well, damn. She laid out on her towel. She like didn't want to wear her. <laughs> someone needed a... a, a I don't know. I know we're not really into hitting children right now, but it sounds like someone needed something. So, someone needed a trip. To, someone needed a, a trip back home real quick to get your mind right. So I don't know what. We're I was gonna there. say a trip to the bathroom. Girl, she just needed a little tune-up. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the car real quick. So let me tell you. Oh, that used to be the worst. Getting dragged to the. But, like, I would never, like, the way she describes her as a child, I was like, girl, like, my mom would have whopped me. Yeah, she said she was, like, four when this happened. Okay, well, because she yeah. also said she, did, she didn't want to wear a helmet, like, when girl. they signed her up for T-ball. She said her stepdad signed her for T-ball, and she wanted to play T-ball, but she didn't want to wear the helmet. So she didn't go back to T-ball again until she was, like, six or seven when she was Ooh. agreeable to wearing Chalet. the protective Who gear. Who knew you had those choices at <laughs> age four? My, my, my. Such different childhoods we had. And um, I think Jacob picked up on that, too, because, you know, he's older, and he's like, what the hell? Kind of a, he, yes. <laughs> a stubborn he, four-year-old were you? And he actually called her a diva, which I thought was very kind. Uh, I would have had She looked words. flabbergasted at that thought. Right. She looked so confused. Honestly, Haley, like, this episode was not her finest hour. Mm. It really wasn't. Like, her attitude, yeah. I was like, I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, so that, that kind of concludes that scene. Again, just... Just another uncomfortable situation with Haley and Jacob, basically. Yeah, I think the other interesting thing that she said was that uh, when she was a kid, her mom required them to see things through. She said the mom put them in like every kind of sport you could imagine, had them doing everything, and she did not allow them to quit. Um, I guess after like a couple of times, maybe like when the season was over. And so I was like, is that why you're still here? Because... I don't know. We do get to see Haley's mom a little later, and I have some thoughts about that, too. Ooh, but yes. in the meantime, we go to Brianna and Vincent, and apparently it's time to meet with Dr. Pepper again. I feel like we just saw her last week. Right. But she's, she's back. back. And she's meeting with the couples about elevating their marriage. So basically, she's just meeting with everybody to follow up on those unanswered questions and make sure they did what they were supposed to do last week. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, I'm glad somebody at least is checking in on these things. Yeah. I can't say that's happened in previous seasons. Um, so she meets with them and asks, like, hey, did you guys talk about your unanswered questions? Brianna's like, yep, yeah, we worked through these things, blah, blah, blah. Lying, lying, lying. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Dr. Purvis like, okay, so what's the compromise with the bedtime thing? And she laughs and begins to lie and <laughs> says that, well, Vince is on his phone at night and he's on Girl. his phone after I fall asleep. So if he fell asleep at the same time as me, then we could wake up together and eat breakfast or do whatever. So and Vincent weird. again is like, it's not, that's not a compromise. It's no. just not. And so Dr. Pepper then, you know, helps helps Brianna get there 
And she's like, <laughs> well, what if you guys agree to wake up together some days and then other days, like, we just let Vincent have a break? And Brianna's like, okay, yeah, that will work. And again, Brianna is young and could benefit from her own, from her own therapy. Sorry. We're losing our, we're losing our guys. (laughs) (sighs) Um, She could, (laughs) she could benefit from her own therapy and just having a chance to talk out some of these thoughts that she has because she's, (sighs) she just needs a little bit of guidance. She's actually not terrible. She just needs guidance, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) They discussed the whole birth and children thing and. Brianna's like, I actually do want to deliver kids, which I was like, I didn't get that last week. Yes, that you wanted I to, to... didn't as well. That was news to me. Yeah, I was like, oh, hmm. So she talks about just being very fearful. Uh, Vincent wants to do some more research. He feels like they need to get in with like a doctor and assess the situation with the high blood pressure. I don't think, I think Brianna's going to drag her feet on that because yes. she doesn't want to have kids right now. I agree. Dr. Pepper asked about, like, what about adoption? Vincent says that thoughts never crossed his mind. <laughs> <laughs> just so never. adopted no f- freaking kids. Never even <laughs> entered into the picture. He is set on having three kids of his own lineage with his own blood. Um, <laughs> lineage. That's what he says. He says the way, like, I want a legacy. Yeah, it's like him and Chris with these children, like, they have so much to do. Like, once they are born, like, you got to do this and do that and live up to the legacy. He's ready for the challenges. He's already taken on Brianna sakes. and Cookie. He's he's kept Brianna and Cookie alive for six weeks. It's just a What's lot of three pressure more kids? for these unborn children. I'm just saying that. That's all I'm yeah. saying. So, yeah, that's I pretty mean, much all of that scene, unless you have something else to add to it. No, that was pretty much it. I mean, I... Just this whole thing with Bree and him sleeping, girl. Just, I, I just, I want them to just, to just. Relax. I really feel like though, if that's like the biggest issue in their marriage, they're doing better than most yes, people. Absolutely, absolutely. This kids thing is a big issue too, though. No, but. this kids thing is actually pretty big because I, I honestly don't think Bree wants kids at all. Mm. And so her going through like uh, this isn't good. Like. I, I can see her being like this, not the single auntie, but the auntie with no kids who like just travels and like buys expensive shit all the time and like spoils the nieces and nephews. I can see that for her. I totally agree. And like, I just, I don't think she really wants kids. And that's why when they, when they give you these questionnaires, I I just wish people would be more honest because she really doesn't want this child. And like, I just, I just don't think it's good. So. It'll be, I think she, I think if they stay married, I'm pretty sure they'll stay married after this act at decision day but mm-hmm. if they like continue their marriage and they're married for probably like two years i think she'll give him kids because he really wants it not necessarily well, yeah i mean really she's gonna it. give him a kid now just because he wants it but i just don't think she really wants a child so it just kind of sucks um yeah. but you know i guess sacrifice you make when you know you're in love i suppose i don't know mm. so moving <laughs> forward we have virginia and eric um, 14 days left yes 14 days left until decision day they are at the basketball courts, and Virginia mm-hmm. tells us that she played basketball as a child growing up, and her family, they're actually from Nashville. I don't know why I thought they were from they were from Georgia, but they're all from Nashville. I thought they were from North Carolina. I was... She's, yeah, that's why I was like, oh, Nashville, okay. So um, mm-hmm. she says that she played basketball growing up. Um, they're playing a little games, doing a little cutesy stuff, 
she was dribbling the ball very wild and high. <laughs> um, so maybe it's just been a while for her. I mean, uh, she I, had on like her middle school basketball yeah, jersey. So well, but she but she played in high school because she talks about she had her on her high school night. shorts. Yeah, yep. so that's why I was like, I don't know, girl, because like as someone who has a spouse who like plays like basketball like a lot, like that's the dribbling was was concerning. The dribbling was a bit erratic, but I feel like she looked <laughs> like, very girl. comfortable in the uniform. I was like, oh, this is why she looks like that so much because she's like she's looks like. The way she looked in her basketball uniform is the way she looks all the time mm-hmm. with like her lounge wear. It's oh, just like yeah. ultra relaxed. But I was like, okay, this, I see why she has like this look to her and it's not super, like super glitz and glam kind of thing. Yeah. Cause um, she does seem more like, not, I don't, I hate the term tomboy because I'm like, the fuck does that mean? But like she just looks more like, she looks more relaxed in like that attire. Yeah, like just calm. Like, like Virginia's just very comfortable. Yeah. She's not the girl that's going to give you like a bunch of looks. She's going to show up in like shorts and a t shirt and be yes, cool. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, so I kind of under, I feel like I understood her personality a little bit more like watching her on the basketball court. Even um, though the dribbling wasn't great. Yeah, even though, I mean, the dribbling is the first thing that they learned. So that's why I was just like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> Um, but she tells us this not great story about how yeah. her family life, like apparently in her senior year, her her parents divorced and then her dad moved away and then the mom moved away as well and then she was staying with her aunt and neither parent showed up for senior night but all her siblings came and walked with her that story alone virginia needs therapy like i, I just well <laughs> yeah she said mom moved to like a different state i yeah, think and just left moved out of there? nashville She was living with dad, but she wasn't speaking to dad. So I think she had like left the house and I'm not sure why they weren't speaking. Probably like views and beliefs and the whole divorce Mm thing. Um, It just doesn't sound like a good space for those formative years like that. Like those are the, I mean, that's your senior night. That's before you go into the world. Yeah. So that was just really tough to hear. And then again, you know, he gives us the, I respect everything that you've gone through. I'm like, what does this even mean? Shut up. Um, so he respects her so much for what she went through and says he wants her to need him and rely on him. And I want and you she, to trust me. And she says, can I just want you instead of need you? Because independence. Like, Virginia don't need no man. And she that's the herself. whole, and this just may be me, but like, I, I don't want to need anyone. <laughs> mm. Like, I want you because you're in my life and I love you and I cherish you and I want to spend this life with you. Do I need you? Yeah. To to live, to breathe? I don't, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I think it's also weird to tell someone, like, I want you to need me. <laughs> hey, like, that doesn't sound good. Like, why do you want me to need yourself you? Do you have to be the, like, verbal? Like, it's, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound how he thinks it sounds. Like, it to me, it reeks of, like, some sort of desperation. Like, you're, these insecurities you have within yourself, you need me to prop you up to make you feel good. Like, it doesn't sound like what he thinks it sounds like. And it's really He's like that kind of person that'd be like, you know, what would you ever do if I left? Like, would you kill Girl. yourself? Like, wanting some, <laughs> like, he's, like, wanting, like, what some fatal attraction type What would of you shit. do without me? Like, do you think you could live? Would you go on? Like... <laughs> my man <laughs> the ego is insane with this man good he lord is <sighs> so yeah anything else sick. from that scene my mind that's it we covered it uh <laughs> we go back to Haley and jacob they're at putt putt oh, 
This is Jacob's Jacob's choice for experiences. And we actually see a lot of his personality in this little scene. Mm-hmm. He says there was a putt-putt course nearby his house and his mom, who used to work nights, I think, or something. Oh, yeah. Some kind of shift would drop him and his brothers off at Putt-Putt so she could sleep. Um, So she would just take him there and let him play, I guess, as much as they wanted to. Haley apparently doesn't have Putt-Putt experience, um, surprisingly. (laughs) Um, And so Jacob lets her pick out her putter and they get a scorecard. And he's like, what what kind of code name do you want to (laughs) be? And Haley's like, I just... I was like, I'll just be myself. Haley's like, I just go by my real name. He's like, well, I'm going to be Eagle. (laughs) You can be Dragon. Like, wow. I like the side of his personality so much. It's so, he's like, you can tell there's like a fun guy there, like a really goofy, silly guy, but Mm -hmm. he's so shut down at this point in the experiment that it's like rare to see this. So Haley says that maybe she should let him win something because she's won everything. Again, not her finest episode with us. Um, Mm. So they do a little putt-putting. Jacob's keeping score, blah, blah, blah. He's wearing his regular, you know, regular kind of clothes. Yeah, Haley's wearing something cute. Um, She dresses pretty cute regularly. Um, Jacob ends up showing Haley pictures of just, like, him and like he shows a picture with him when he was like a little itty bitty kid like maybe three with his brothers and his dad then he shows her a picture of him golfing at some work event Mm -hmm. he's wearing these dukes y'all and the dukes are short with like short enough so the pockets hang out you know the way girls do them yes yes very short this is like his bodybuilder days um because his legs are his legs wild so good you guys i mean just very lots of like the quad muscle they were amazing i actually (laughs) didn't mind this outfit at all like i mean i was like this fits your personality if you can wear that at work event they don't care so be it yeah i don't who am i i think Haley was repulsed but jake was like they're totally functional it was hot outside everybody just laughed and And i probably would have laughed too my whole thing with this is that you can tell that, like, she does not find him any remotely attractive. Like, she is disp- she's disgusted by him. I'm actually wondering if she, if, like, the dress thing has, like, if she questions, like, masculinity or sexuality with his, with his, like, the way he dresses. Usually he dresses kind of like a farmer, if not a farmer per se, but, like, pretty reserved but then he also like wears dukes and mm-hmm. has like a pink thong and he's not afraid to like you know yeah he wear things that in his masculinity to me yeah but i think for her she's like like i would be so embarrassed if you ever wore that with me like even when he was talking about the fanny packs and the graphic tees i think he very clearly is doing it for like attention slash laughs mm-hmm. but i think she is just every time so like ugh. <laughs> Yeah, she hates it. But I mean, she just hates him, to be but honest. But he, I, mean, I think, I don't, I don't know. She just I think the like dicks were cute. I mean, I, I think the legs were nice. Too, but if like, he had just... like not in, not in shape legs or not built legs, right. maybe it'd be exactly. a little worse. But he's worked hard for those legs. She just doesn't like him. Like, it's just no other way to put it. So I guess I she it's, probably it's wants tough. him to wear like cargo shorts. Maybe not cargo shorts. Those aren't really fashionable. I don't know what she wanted to wear. So we move on from them and go on to Clara and Ryan. 
They are visiting with Clara's parents, Roy, and of course, Yolanda, a.k.a. Londa. Um, they're taking a tour of her childhood home, um, and they visit her old bedroom, which has now been turned into a fitness room, which I thought was funny. Um, she tells us a story about how she had a burnt copy of Usher's Confessions, mm. which is a top five album of all time for everyone. Yeah, Ryan really. asked her parents what was Clara not allowed to do, like as a as a kid, and this this burned CD of Confessions was not allowed. Yes, I thought that was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, I too had burned CDs that my mother took from me that were all oh. like really inappropriate music. I was really into Three Six Mafia in high school. See, that's that trap shit. You have to let that go. <laughs> and so my mom was so disgusted that she took all my rap CDs and like was just like, no, this is trash. Oh and then goodness. she gave them back to me when I went to college. And you guys, I've been listening to that trash ever since. See, oh those things God. that happen in your formative years. Clara said her mom snapped the CD in half. <laughs> well, at least my mom kept the CDs intact. Thank goodness. What she don't know is that, I mean, I just made some more like... I mean, hey, those burning CDs was Girl. a whole move. Hello. So. I would just burn them and take out like all the little interludes and all the skits, like all the little unnecessary <laughs> stuff that I would have skipped anyway. <laughs> just put my uh, favorite songs, not the singles, but like the other songs. Exactly. Memories. <sighs> um, so then they sit down to eat lunch. Um, I don't really know how this conversation really happened because I don't know if you noticed, but in some scenes, the parents weren't eating pizza. Then in some scenes, they were. Then in some scenes, Claire and Ryan had no pizza, and then they did. So I don't really know how this conversation really went. I did see that. I didn't really pay attention to the parents, but I did notice that Claire and Ryan were eating, and then, like, they didn't have, like, anything on their placemats. And I was like, hmm. (laughs) Because, you know, I like to know people are eating in the actual scenes. And I saw the parents were eating, but I never saw the parents, like, I didn't notice the jumping so yeah, I noticed it all. And so I don't even know what they were talking about because I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I see them eating one <laughs> second, the second they not. I'm like, what are y'all doing here? This editing is trash. Mm. Um, so do you recall what they were discussing? <sighs> Let me think. Um, <laughs> Both of us don't even realize. I don't think note- it was anything important, you guys. No, it really wasn't anything notable. My only note, um, or my only two notes on this scene that we haven't covered Clara mistakenly says unanimous when she mentioned when she tried to say anonymous. Yeah, she messed that up. Her mom like caught her out on it. I thought that was really embarrassing. But Ryan found it to be a good laugh. He seemed really comfortable with her parents. I guess because he already hung out with Londa. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. He seemed more comfortable with her parents than he does like around Clara. I guess Clara's just oozing sex appeal Um, or like sexual energy, and he's like, no, chastity belt. But her mom says, and a very important thing is like to have every day as decision day and, you know, take that time to evaluate being with each other. Um, they just like actively want to be together. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who prompted that. I think probably Ryan, because he's really trying to figure out how to have a relationship. It seems like yeah. it seems like he's just always asking for feedback from other trusted adults, not necessarily mm-hmm. Clara, but just trusted people. So from there, we transition and segue into Haley and Jacob. They have been asked to write letters to their younger self. Do you want to get into? (laughs) Yes. So Jacob wrote a letter. I think it was maybe five sentences total, uh, just basically about adversity and not quitting and 
never um, giving up. And he says, don't be a bitch. That's um, his first sentence to his younger self. Yeah, don't, don't be a bitch. Be a bitch. Uh, and thanks for not quitting football. It was very alarming. Um, <laughs> and it was just very strong. I was like, wow, this was really weird. Um, and honestly, it's like when I'm on Jake's side, he does some shit like that. And I'm just like. <laughs> It's hard to be a hundred percent for him. Yes, I'm like sometimes you just do some shit, and it's like just read the room. Like that, don't be a bitch. Like what is this? Like I just was very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. So then she reads her letter, which I think was about. Oh my god, I forgot. What was it about? It was cute. Um, I don't was know what her, it was, was about. Was it like her 16 year old self or something? And I don't know. I can't remember. About... I think she was like, happy birthday. You're yeah, going to was... have your heart broken a lot of yes. times. And yeah, so yeah. believe whatever, in yourself. Whatever. And then after that, he was just like, okay. Um, I was also kind of like, what would like, what are you supposed to like? How would you respond to some what else's letter to their selves? Yeah. Like, I guess I don't know, like, what what is the point or like, what are we getting from this? this moment it seems like a very personal exercise like something Mm -hmm. you work on like with your therapist or like reflect on by yourself not necessarily you read to someone you're married to and have them cheer for you like i don't i don't really know what the desired outcome was Mm -hmm. um i don't know so jacob asked her what would you tell yourself the night before getting married and you know he he does this thing when they're sitting on this couch it happens often where he's like looking at her out of the side of his eye and you can tell like he's thinking of stirring some shit up (laughs) going places we know we shouldn't go (laughs) where he's like biting his tongue really (laughs) he's like let's go for it let's go for it i want some negative vibes and you can see Haley's like, just say it. Like, just say whatever it is. Like, just fucking say it. And so, you know, he asked her, what would you tell yourself the night before you're, before getting married? Haley has a very diplomatic answer because I was a little concerned what she might say. Her mm-hmm. answer was super diplomatic. And she was kind of like, you have no idea what's coming for you. Right. She didn't say it true. like, turn and run, girl. Turn and run. Because that's what I thought she was going to say. Right. But she was just like, you know, you just don't know what's, what's about to happen, which you don't. Yeah, so I I was like, okay, Haley, I like that PR answer. Let's let's keep it going. Mm-hmm. She asked Jacob the question back, which again, oh, conversation should not have happened. I'm gonna so let you take it away from here. He <laughs> responds. She asked him like, "What would you say?" And he says, "I'd say return the bracelet." And so then we get a montage of this bracelet. I had no idea this was a thing. Neither did I. Apparently, he gave her a gift on the wedding day, which most couples do. And he got her a a really nice bracelet. It looked like an infinity symbol Mm -hmm. or something. Um, So so we get a montage of her looking at the bracelet when she's in her wedding dress. And she says, oh, it's a bracelet. I'm wearing a high neck necklace. Um, Oh, this is pretty. So then she tells us that she gave her mom the bracelet because she didn't want it to get lost. And apparently her mom took it with her and she's in Alabama. And so her, I I guess Haley says that, you know, my mom's had it this whole time. I haven't had it, you know, and, you know, that's that. She also gave Jake um, a Bama hat and, you know, in the in the montage, he's saying, oh, well, I'm not really a college football fan. Let me just pause real quick. 
I'm an LSU person, so if you give me a fucking Bama hat, you could really just shove that up your ass. Like, I'm not about to wear that oh shit. Like, goodness. what the fuck? I was, I was offended. Offended. You just want to assume that he, that he wants a Bama hat? I'm sorry, it was a personal gift from her. I'm sorry. We can edit that out or husband. we can cut it out. I don't know. But I just got it's really upset. It's probably going to stay. I don't think it'll <laughs> be cut. got really but. upset. Like, how are you just going <laughs> to just assume this man wants a Bama hat? Girl, get the fuck out of here. Um, I mean, again, and thinking about a gift for your husband, let's just think about this. Right? Like, it I'm just going to give some random a cap. man. Is <laughs> a cap, a baseball, like a, a, a baseball cap style hat. Is that a gift for your husband on yes. a wedding? Yes. And it's like, what kind of gift is that? Like, that's so impersonal. Like, you don't even know him. And you just give him a hat? Like, I don't know. It was just very strange. And so apparently, the bracelet that he purchased for her was $800. So, yeah. So, we get it. Diamonds? I mean, I don't, it looks so, I didn't see any jewels in it, but it looked just like a silver. Yeah, just like sterling silver. So, I don't know. Maybe he got it from Jared's. I don't know, you guys, but apparently it's very expensive. Um, So, they kind of get into it because um, he's just like, you know, a $20 hat versus my $800 bracelet. He's just like, you could have brought it here. You could have asked your mom to mail it. Like, you've never worn it. And I just feel like you, you know, just have no regard for my feelings. Um, and they don't really talk too much about it. She just gets up and is like, well, on that note. Um, and I took note of the song that was playing because, man, it was, oh, it was good. It was a little R&B. Um, and then the lyrics are... It's just another one of those days that keeps me crying. Uh, who who is the the score person on this on this show that's like doing these deep dives on these songs? The song was great though. Like I actually wanted to sing it, but I just don't recall how it went. But man, it was it was it was it was getting it. So yeah. So Haley and Jacob again, you know, just back and forth. Yeah, Jacob says it it bugged him and i guess and we I can kinda, keep talking about it in the dr pepper scene when she meets with him too yes yes they do so yeah i'll discuss it then so yeah, yeah. we go into we're 12 days left it's clara and ryan's turn to meet with dr pepper i really only have one <laughs> note is that they talk about sex oh again. god There's for really, god's sake I did mean, you get so anything the, else from this scene no That's i literally, literally have all i have i have that i actually have here that clara is starting to echo exactly what ryan says about sex and trust and intimacy like she just says the same thing that he says at this point ryan that's is just the way agreeing. you get someone to like you yeah and he's just agreeing to everything she's saying and again ryan says the same thing he doesn't want to force something that's natural and that's it so I, that's all i got from them it's, it's just the same episode it's just the same conversations every time yeah she just kind of circled back like everyone else to the unanswered question that was kind of the unanswered question for both of them and the whole I, they might have talked about their religion thing. I think I started to fall asleep at this scene. Um, they didn't talk about nothing. It's fine. Okay, great. Back to Brianna and Vincent. They're mm. at a little bodega slash restaurant type thing. Those and are you usually guys, the best ones to go to. The music during the scene, all I heard was a whole bunch of fucking horns. And I wasn't watching. Like, I, I, had, I had turned away. And so I was <laughs> like, my word, what is that noise? Like, is this, a, is this a new trailer? And I look up and it's him in this fucking bodega. And I'm like, so y'all just got the loudest horn horns You know, music. that's the way they do. Because I've noticed that on, like, 90 Day Fiance. Every time God. they would, like, go to Nigeria, they'd be playing, like, drums, <laughs> drums and, like, 
what they would consider to be African music. And I'd be like, this is this is not necessary. It's just a and lot. even when they would go to Atlanta for like Chantel and Pedro, it'd be like like a lot of like R and B slash rap. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, what the hell? Oh my god! And when they go to a farm, it's like (laughs) folk. (laughs) Like okay, you guys just so on the nose. (laughs) Nuts! Like those horns. I mean, it just it was. I I put in my notes lots of spicy music in the background, lots of horns. Oh my goodness! So yeah, Um, they're at this little bodega. So yeah, I don't have a lot of notes because not a lot happens, Um, Mm -hmm. but. He tells her that when he goes to this bodega slash restaurant, it feels like home. Um, he grew up with his aunt. Mm-hmm. His aunt, uh, Alessia, I think is her name. Yeah. I don't know where the mom was. Um, so now I'm kind of confused. Maybe working. About, yeah. You know, like one, if you have like all your family together, like your mom will drop you off with somebody for the day mm-hmm. while they're going yeah. to work. So he said his dad wasn't around and... He doesn't come from money, and the DR is very different from the states. There's no middle class. It's either you're rich or you're, you know, poor, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he says that he feels like he was just by himself the whole time, and he didn't receive any extra love or care. Yeah, and another gentleman who needs therapy. So that's yeah. all I got from them. Yeah, that's basically it. They got some food from there, of course. Uh, Vincent looked extremely happy to get food that like reminded him of home. Mm-hmm. Brianna looked like I needed to know how to make these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was like a, a nice bonding moment, and of course, him being vulnerable was was nice without like it being like the angry emotional, just kind of like a little yes. vulnerability from him. I mm-hmm. thought it was nice. Yeah. Also, so super cool. simple. I don't think he showed any pictures. I don't think either of them. We saw pictures of them when they were younger, right? Oh, that's true. I wonder why. No, that is know. interesting. We did see pictures of Virginia when she was younger. We saw pictures of Eric. Yeah. We didn't see Clara and Ryan when they were younger. What do we do for? Did Ryan? Did no, we get he, an didn't, experience he didn't of get him? us. He didn't get it. He didn't show us anything. No pictures. Of he basically anything. met with her mom, and then they met with her mom again, right? Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Interesting. And we saw pictures of Haley, I think. Yes. Yes, we did. And Jacob. Yeah, we saw pictures of both of them when they were younger. So I'm not sure what's happening with Ryan, but I guess I think we see his mom on the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Um, We go back to Virginia and Eric. Virginia's making margaritas. Um, It seems like they have really toned down her drinking. Now yes. that I think about that, like we haven't really seen her drinking in every scene like she was like in the first couple of episodes. I guess mm-hmm. it's because of that feedback from Dr. Pepper. Um, but she meets with Eric's sister-in-law, who Eric considers a sister. Um, and she is kind of they're doing like a little bit of sounding off because obviously sister-in-law is married to Eric's brother. Mm-hmm. And the sister-in-law is like, yeah, they're very similar. Virginia. <laughs> says like he wants to be with me constantly (laughs) (laughs) like every time he's not working he just wants me to be with him and i i think she's feeling the pressure to not hang out with her friends and stuff um she says she wants to go out and you know live life and have fun and sister-in-law looks like this is not that kind of family yeah um where that's going to be allowed and tolerated like you're a wife now you have to be a good girl it's kind of what I got from that. Although sister-in-law didn't really say anything. To her face. No, not like outwardly against it. She was just like, oh, 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Sister-in-law right. was... Uh, she was giving me some really weird energy. Um, Ooh, like what? Like she a snake? Would, yes. Like, mm. you know, Virginia is saying that, I knew that, you know, they've had tough days and that, you know, things haven't been great. And so the sister, Bridget, says that their family is not really good about talking about feelings and that they shut down. And, you know, Virginia mentions that, you know, she wants to go out with her friends and have a good time. And Bridget says that, you know, Eric may be insecure if she's out at bars with her guy friends all night. And if the roles were reversed, she may feel, you know, uneasy. And Virginia kind of deflates that and says, like, well, you know, I, I'm a trust person. So if you trust me, then, like, it's fine. Um, so then in the talking head, sister Bridget says that her desire to go out with her friends in general will, quote, not be so great, end quote. Mm. Um, One question. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. No, but I just, I didn't understand, like, why her going out with her friends in general, like, why is that not good? (laughs) Oh, because she needs to put her man on a pedestal and spend time with him when he's available. (sighs) My question, though, like, knowing everything you know about Virginia, do you feel like she's trustworthy? Hmm. I feel like I... I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. Like, I'm like 60-40. Like, 60% yes, 40% no. I feel like she's honest overall. I feel like she would lie to Eric because of his expectations. Yes. But I I do feel like she's... I feel like she's trustworthy in the sense that I don't think she's, like, ever gonna be out, like, cheating on him. Mm -hmm. But I feel like he would push her to go out more by telling her she can't. Yeah, yeah. And I think she'd be, like, spiteful to, like, intentionally, like, just go out and get drunk and, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it's almost like the things that she's doing, I'm not saying that she's, like, intentionally, like, now trying to be more difficult, but it's almost like she's, like, sometimes it's like she almost takes it to a step where she knows he doesn't like. Yeah, she's, like, testing boundaries. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And even with Bridget, it's like, it's almost like she was doing the same thing with her because because Virginia's not a fool. Like she knows that Bridget yeah. is going to go tell her husband who's going to tell Eric. So it's not like, you know, it's not like he's not going to find out. But the sister said that if Virginia in her talking head, she said if Virginia doesn't see Eric as her person, that it's going to continue to upset Eric. And then she just gave this weird smile. I just didn't like that Bridget. I didn't like sister-in-law. I wouldn't feel on her. I also thought, I think it's, well, I didn't think this at the time, but as we're talking about it, like, they've talked outside of this. Like, they have either texted or had calls. Mm -hmm. And so, but it didn't seem that way to me, like, watching their interaction. Yeah, like, it seemed like they were It seemed like sister was, like, yeah, it seemed like sister was, like, a little more standoffish or protective of the family as, like, the one who's married. Like, like, you know how some have families that have, like, Yes, a super tight unit like Mm -hmm. she's into the she's in the unit she's a part of the unit and so I think the way that she was interacting with Virginia conveyed to me that Virginia was still on the outside and she was like this wild child that needed to be tamed and fall in line almost like that whole Meghan Markle situation not that these people are royalty but like you need to adhere to our family behaviors (laughs) Yeah, I was just getting really weird vibes from her. And I was just like, Virginia, you need to watch yourself with this one. Because I don't really know what's going on here. 
Yeah. Um, so not a friend. No, definitely not. Um, so that's that scene. Um, mm-hmm. After that, we get to Haley and Jacob. Um, Back with them. We have some really weird aggressive music playing. <laughs> I've got some <laughs> lyrics for you guys. No worries. The lyrics say, no one ever talks about the evil things your love brings. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this looks so fucking Oh familiar. God, no one ever Why talks about the this? evil things your love brings, my word. Um, I wonder if they even know people are paying attention to these words, because I just don't, but so they're, sitting, they're trying to send a message. They're sitting in silence, you guys, like... They're sitting there. I'm just trying to figure out what's happening. Finally, Dr. Pepper knocks on the door and, you know, we get some action happening. Um, Dr. Pepper comes in and, you know, again, she's there to kind of follow up on the questions that they discussed in the previous interaction with her and to discuss growth and understanding. Um, She asked them to come up with some questions for the other. I forgot in what context this was. Initially, she says, like, Jacob has a sad face on. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that's her first kind of comment, yeah, I which I was that. like, oh, damn. Mm, here damn, we go. Damn, damn. And <laughs> that gives Jacob permission to kind of be like, well, there's nothing really going on here. Nothing to be excited about, whatever he says. It's <laughs> a little offhanded remark. God. Um, So Dr. Pepper, following up on those unanswered questions like you were mentioning, uh has Haley revisit her question and Haley's whole question is like what's up with like why doesn't he wear leisure <laughs> yes. leisure wear and like why does he always wear dress shoes like that's her unanswered question which as you guys remember from last episode that's intended to be a serious thing like this is a question you need to answer to to move into decision day right and her whole question is about his lack or refusal to wear leisure wear and tennis shoes. Um, Dr. Pepper asked Jacob about that. He kind of says, like, this is what he's comfortable wearing. He doesn't really want to, like, there's no need to go into it. I think it's pretty open and shut. I'm with him on this on this part of, like, this is a stupid, yes. a stupid thing Indeed. that she's fixated on. Then we go back to the bracelet. This mm. damn bracelet that that is just apparently a thing. And so I don't remember how exactly it got brought up. And I don't know if you have like notes through the details of this conversation. Um, he mentions the bracelet. Like he just brings it up. Um, he says that. Um, oh, yeah. Because um, he says that. He thinks that Haley's issues with his dress are trivial and that he says that he's very comfortable in his own skin and that he doesn't he doesn't feel like he gets the basic respect from her. And then he says the bracelet thing is weird. So he introduces the bracelet. And so Pepper's like, well, okay, what's happening here? Um, So, you know, he explains the bracelet and how he bought that for her, you know, the wedding day and that she never wore and that it's been with her mom this whole time. And Dr. Pepper says that, you know, this was important for Jake and he feels disrespected. And Pepper tells Haley that, you know, he's obviously hurt by this. Has any empathy or kindness been shown because she's not seeing it? And so Haley tries to, like, get her way out of this and says that she just felt awkward and shut down. 
but Dr. Pepper says that Jacob probably felt rejected because you didn't wear this bracelet and she should take some responsibility because it's also a testament of how seriously he felt about this marriage. Um, and I actually agree with all of that because like, you know, how, what, however much the bracelet costs, 800 or $80, whatever, like, I do feel like Jacob truly wanted to be married. And I think he uh, wanted to make it work with anyone. I, I personally think. Yeah. I mean, I agree that his heart was in the right place with the bracelet. My thing in Dr. Pepper's handling of this conversation per se is I feel like while yes, like Haley could have been more aware of like the importance of this bracelet to him, mm-hmm. but I feel like between the two of them, he could have addressed it sooner. I don't know if he had addressed it sooner than I heard about it, honestly, of like, hey, that bracelet's really important. I would appreciate like if you at least had your mom send it so that Haley could at least do that without it being like this covert blow up thing that in the way it happened. Right. Um, because even in the scene with them before that, she had sent a comment, something like, uh, I'm not going to just be walking around with a bracelet on when we're not even like at like a good place or at a good level or something like that. And I was like, I kind of get that, but I do recognize her. I mean, that's a moot point because it wasn't there. Yeah, it wasn't there. I understand that's Jacob's point. Like it's in Alabama. You haven't even attempted (laughs) to get it. And I think for her, she was like, I don't think she's thinking about it at all in the course of everything else going on. I think she does mention that, but I feel Mm. like Dr. Pepper was putting it, all on Haley instead of like Jacob does have some responsibility to communicate and say like mm-hmm. hey it's really important um I got it for you not your mom like could you get that back you know and and I would like for you to wear it or anything like that yeah, Haley's not true. a mind reader so he has to communicate he yeah. doesn't he hasn't been wearing the hat she bought so I mean again that hat uh, again they, do, they just don't communicate so if he yeah, has this expectation really that she's gonna wear that like he didn't tell her that is true. I mean, yeah, like they're definitely not communicating. So like I definitely to your point, I do think that both of them should be like, hey, maybe if you guys open your fucking mouths and talk to each other, maybe we don't have to get to these this point here. Yeah, I wish Dr. Pepper would have been like, so Jacob, when did you tell her that you would like for her to get that bracelet back? Because it sounds like he knew it was in Alabama and I guess he was like mm-hmm. magically waiting for her to get it back sometime. I don't yeah. know. And it's it just not like very clear. he doesn't he's not very not even it's not even direct but like confrontational it's like he doesn't like to like be like hey i need you to do this and it's unfortunate because not everybody is gonna you know do this mind reading thing with you like you're gonna have well Haley can't even read him so like (laughs) she doesn't know what he's thinking and the way that they've been like off and on like very much off very little on Mm -hmm. i don't think she thought it was like a a like a high priority to have that bracelet or to wear that bracelet. I mean, right now the high priority is interacting with him. Right. Um, so I don't know. It just seems, again, it seems weird to me that he got so fixated on it on this episode, but maybe it's been talked about before. Mm-hmm. Maybe she hasn't made any progress on getting it back or whatever. Cause he just seems really, he seems as fixed on that as she is about his clothes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's true. So I don't know. Who knows what's happening there? Um, who knows? So we have Virginia and Eric next. They are also meeting with Dr. Pepper. Um, Eric gives us, you know, another spiel 
about how, you know, everything's going well, everything's so great, they're perfect for each other, but they just have these blow-ups sometimes because they're so different. But mm-hmm. now he thinks they're on the right track. Dr. Pepper says in her talking head that you cannot sweep problems under the rug. Um, they need to go through these issues and problems in order to build a foundation for their marriage. Um, Dr. Pepper says that it's clear that it's clear that the family dynamics and the family history is very different for the both of them. And she wants them to define their marriage and then they can figure out their own way. Um, so to Eric, he says that there are certain standards that every marriage should have. I thought he was going to give us a list, but he just says infidelity. So I guess he thinks that every marriage should not have infidelity, but he didn't give us anything else. Um, And so Virginia agrees that she thinks outside of infidelity, marriage can be whatever you want it to be. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Dr. Pepper wants them to write down their goals for the marriage and behavior that will help those goals. And then she leaves. (laughs) Um, So I guess they're supposed to do this, this exercise on their own. Um, But honestly, homework exercise. Yes. But once she left, like the energy was weird. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. she left and then like they like hugged and then I don't know what happened but Eric was like you know what's going on what are you thinking and Virginia just looked very concerned Mm -hmm. um and so Virginia was just saying would you not look concerned every time you see him like I feel like (laughs) she just looked so overwhelmed and she just continued Mm -hmm. to say that she feels like Eric gets stuck in these constraints and what marriage is supposed to be and Eric Mm -hmm. says that you know Really, his only thing is like infidelity. But then he starts talking about how, you know, her going out with friends and says that he doesn't think it's okay if she goes out and stays with her guy friends overnight because she should be with him every night. He's not even there every night. Um, But yeah, he goes back to like, well, when I'm here, you need to be here with me. I'm your husband. It's just the, I think for Virginia and for me as well, it's the delivery. It's not that that. Like, I don't understand God. the principle. You need to be but. with me every night. <laughs> like, make it sound good, maybe. I think in most cases, that's kind of like an unspoken rule. Like, right. most people... Like, but it's not, because it's like, even if you're married, you don't have to be with him every night. What if you go on a girl's trip? What if you decide to have a sleepover with your friends? Virginia like, doesn't have girlfriends. She just has oh, guy friends, and God. so she needs to be home with her husband. It's just too much, you guys. I'm just exhausted. <laughs> Yeah, I think I really think for him, like his big issue is the delivery of like, this is what you have to do. And if you do it any other way, like, Like I'm going to disown you. The words you need, you need to. Or you must, you you should. Like, how about you don't? So I don't know what's going on (laughs) with them, but my God. (sighs) So we we go very briefly to Claire and Ryan who have also been assigned this task of writing letters to their younger selves. For some reason, this wasn't a task assigned to everyone. I don't know why, but yeah. um, it's pretty, pretty blossing. Claire writes a really, really sweet letter to herself. Um, really encouraging and uplifting all that jazz. Ryan writes something and <laughs> I literally have like three question marks. I'm like, what the hell was that? Just a whole I'm bunch just... of like motivational <laughs> words, just motivational like <laughs> phrases just put together. I'm like, Ryan, just shut is up. that what it was? I was like, I don't know what to think of. Like, there's no, this wasn't like a like you know when you write to someone, it's a bit of like a not a dialogue, maybe like more of a narrative. And you're like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what like like a, 
like you're speaking to someone it wasn't that i don't know what the hell it was and again at the end of him saying whatever it was he said there was just a lot of like okay not sure how to respond to each other or like that was good yeah and then for some reason like after she heard his letter she was just like well that wasn't what i was expecting in her talking head and i'm like well what were you expecting like was she expecting him to say she, he loved her? Like, I'm just, this whole I love you storyline gets more tired by the episode. I feel like we may have seen this exercise in another season, but I can't quite recall. But I feel like there might have been some expectation of, like, you're going to marry this awesome girl or you're going to marry this awesome guy and you're going to be so happy oh. with this person. Oh, like, you know, talking that. to... No, apparently no one else did either, but... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought like since like I feel like that would have fostered more discussion than um, than anything or like, you know, you're going to go and married at first sight and it's going to be such a wild experience, like anything referencing the present. But it was oh, nothing like that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. So I guess I would have oh. been right there with him. <laughs> Shit, I would have been like, well, oh, you're going to you're going to get really lonely. It's going to get bad. You're going to go on a, t- <laughs> go on a really TV lonely. show. You're going to go on this TV show to get married because you just can't find anybody else. <laughs> oh, production is going to bug the hell out of you. You know, oh, I feel like God. I would have written in that way, but maybe that's just me and Clara. But Clara didn't even write like that, so. She didn't. That's why I was like, what you was about to him to write? You didn't do that either. <laughs> like, I'm just so over them as well. Oh, um, that's, that's cringy with them. So then we, our final scene, you guys, is Haley and Jacob. We 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 come back with mm. them. Um, again, they are they're they're living in silence. Um, I neither- think she moved out of the room. They were supposed to be sharing a bed, last I recall, from Doctor Viviana, and I think they're oh. still sleeping separately. Yeah, so they're back to sleeping separately. My God. Um, so she goes into her room and FaceTimes her mother. Um, and so she basically is venting to her and tells her that Jacob brought up the bracelet yet again. And she's just like, can you please send this fucking, br-? well, she doesn't say that, but she's just like, can you please send this she bracelet to me? She probably did say that. It's probably edited she, out. Yeah. Can you please send this bracelet to me so that I can give it back to him? Um, and then the mom says that that's very tacky. If you give a gift, you give a gift. Um, and mom says that he should have never bought a gift that he didn't intend to, re- to give. And, I don't know if Haley is telling her mom the full picture. That's what I got to. I was like, she is, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like it because what I got from that scene is she was making it sound like Jacob was like, I need that bracelet back. Right. And that is and that's, not that's what he not said. That's not what he was saying. He was saying, I really would appreciate it if you would wear the bracelet. Like he or never have said, it in this state. Yes. Or have it in this, and have it in your possession. He never said, yeah. give this back to me. And so Haley made it seem like he was like, give me the fucking bracelet back. And so Haley's mom is mad because she's like, well, if you give a gift, you give a gift. No, Haley's mom. That's not the issue here. Your daughter is not telling yeah. you the full truth. So Haley lost a lot of points with me with that. I was like, that's, that's I bullshit. I really didn't like that. I understand, like, Jacob had put the hat on the dresser in her room in, like, a kind of an effort to give it back to her. Yeah, but he's not asking for the bracelet back. He just wanted you to yeah. wear it and to appreciate it. And exactly. And now I think the only reason she's asking for the bracelet back is so she can, like, spite him and be like, well, here's your fucking bracelet. Right. Yeah. I but she's wasn't. telling her, like, she's playing her mom against him, and I don't yes. feel like that's fair. Yeah, that was weird. So, you guys, that concludes this episode. I mean, it was just a lot of nothing. (laughs) 
a lot of back and forth. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. that's pretty so much next, it. So next week they're going to Hilton Head uh, for their little couples um, um, gathering outing weekend. So that should be very entertaining. Mm-hmm. So we'll see that next week. So on yeah, they're going to- all together to stay in the same like same house kind of yes. thing like they do every season now yeah and i actually heard hilton head is really pretty so hopefully mm-hmm. they can enjoy themselves it looks like they're gonna have fun yeah. some of them yeah yeah it does okay um, we're gonna get into what we watched mm-hmm. formerly known as recommendations <laughs> yes i'm gonna let tamra start and because there's yeah we're gonna let tamra take it take it the start on this one this time and then we'll yeah go back so really briefly i am watching a show called yellowstone that you were able to watch on peacock peacock is like a new streaming service um did you buy that or do you, are you doing the trial i'm actually on a free trial right now i'm not sure okay. if i'm gonna purchase it because it is 4.99 a month um the issues are um with peacock the five dollar subscription you do have ads you guys you've got ads um, so it's not ad free. The ad free is like $10, but if you're into the office, I think all the seasons are on there. So that's, yeah, they have kinda, all the office right now. Yeah. So that's kind of an in- incentive, but you guys, Yellowstone is such a good show. Um, it is with Oscar and Emmy winner, Kevin Costner, who was in the bodyguard. Um, it's basically a drama series about, a really powerful family of ranchers, the sixth generation homesteader. Uh, the primary person, his name is John Dutton. He controls the largest ranch in the United States and he's operating in like a corrupt world with politicians and oil and lumber corporations and land grabs and billionaire like developers. It is so good. But it's also very diverse. Like, I, I expected it to just be, like, just kind of just, like, all white people and, I don't know, in Montana farming. But it's a super diverse. There's Native Americans. There's an Indian reservation. There's black people. Like, it's, it's really, really good. Um, so I definitely recommend it. Just get the free trial on Peacock and, you know, just watch it all before. I'm currently on season two. I stayed up on Tuesday night until, like, 1 a.m. watching the show. Wow. I didn't even realize the time and I was just like, oh shit. So you guys, it's so great. Um so yeah, go watch it. I just wanted to let you guys know I just looked at it. Um and it's also on Paramount Plus. Yeah, I don't know what like, that is. It used to be CBS All Access, it's Paramount Plus now. Oh interesting. Um, Okay. That's five dollars a month and there might also be ads. I can't remember my mom pays for it, so I just use it. Um, it looks like it's also Hulu premium subscription, YouTube TV, if you guys have that. Yeah, and I know Sling with Hulu premium. With the Hulu premium, I thought I had that, but I actually don't. I think it only works if you have like the Hulu, like the live, like live oh, premium or something. Oh, that might be true. Yeah. There's yeah, different I don't, to Hulu. I don't have it with my Hulu, so that's unfortunate. Okay. Well, there's that. It does look like there's some other places. Um, if you have already used your Peacock trial or <laughs> are worried about finishing, because it says it's three seasons, so I guess you might have to go to CBS All Access. Well, I'll, I'll probably be finished by the end of the week. So. Oh, ooh, that's encouraging. I didn't well, know Yellowstone oh, Park is in Houston. That's in Houston? No, Yellowstone's in Montana, right? I don't know. There's a Yellowstone Park in Houston. Okay, well, that's not. 4. Okay, well, Yellowstone National Park is in <laughs> Montana. This might be a children's play area. 
<laughs> yes, Yellowstone. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Yellowstone is actually in two states. Um, oh. It's mostly in Wyoming, but it also spreads into Montana and Idaho. That's uh, that's three states then. Yeah, but that's it's uh, like my dream to go to Yellowstone. Like I really want to go. Okay. Are you, Thank you, you for that sharing yes? that. Are you, you, oh. you going to take me? To I'm invited. Oh, I'm going to take you. <laughs> <laughs> Pull, pulling a Vincent. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yes, Yellowstone. Hello. Um, <laughs> we can discuss it. Uh, Maybe I guess you'll take me to the Yellowstone in Houston. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go down a slide, tire swing, I got you. Oh, gosh. Okay, we have to dive into some current events. Um, mm. So, from my what I watched, this week I watched a show called Them. Not us, but them. You watched the whole series? I'm, I'll get there. Oh. So them is on Amazon Prime. And it is billed as an American horror drama. Um, antholo- Wait a minute. Yeah, anthology series created by Little Marvin, whoever that is, and executive produced by Lena Waithe. And so this just came out on the on the ninth. So I was like, oh, I remember vaguely seeing some trailer about it. It's about a black family. That's all I really remember. Um, or like a black family back in the day. Um, and some horror aspects. So I started it and I was like, hmm, okay, interesting, cool, cool, cool. And, you know, I like horror. I like black people. So I was with it. It's basically mm. this family moves from somewhere in the south out to california um because the dad gets a job so they move to this house on this block where there's nothing but white people like white moms not necessarily white dads but just like white moms who are like we don't want a black family in the neighborhood and so i start watching and you know first episode i was like okay i'm intrigued i watched the second episode watched the second episode and i was like Hmm. Okay. All right. Mm. Still really creepy. And as I continue, the more I continue watching, the more this racism increases. Um, or the more the focus changes from like horror to like racist horror, kind of, kind of a tone. Mm. And so I finished, I think, episode four, and that's when the internet promptly let me know. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was about to turn left in episode five, six, seven, and eight. Um, so this is this is why it gets into a current event without like being without too many spoilers. The internet, various various platforms, reports that this is um, trauma porn because of the graphic nature of uh this black family being traumatized at the hands of the white people that live in the neighborhood with them Mm -hmm. um there are some very specific things even as far as like the last episode that i saw where there was like uh burning they burned into the lawn nigger heaven um and there was no actual violence per se in that, but like it's just it's building, it's amping up. And so from what I read, it gets a lot worse than that. Worse in the way that I was like, I will not watch any more 
of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, I was interested in the horror aspect. I think horror is super yeah. cool. But I was like, I, I really personally myself do not, do not like to watch, um, it, like any of the stuff going on right now with like black people being murdered in the streets. I know a lot of that is being recorded and a lot of it's being shared. Mm-hmm. I cannot watch it. Haven't watched yeah. Ahmaud Arbery. Haven't watched George Floyd. Can't watch it. Will not watch it. Haven't watched 12 Years a Slave. I just kind of stay away from a lot of this because I find it very unsettling, very triggering. I'll be depressed mm-hmm. for weeks. Um, and I, I feel like, especially like in Black History Month, I feel like they always, this always comes up with like, let's highlight these, these traumatic events of black people as if there's nothing else going on in black mm-hmm. lives besides trauma. Um, so unfortunately, even though I was initially interested in the show, I only made it halfway through. Some people are still saying it's worth the watch. Um, but I would say if you do watch it and you can probably watch, like I've said, like the first four episodes without feeling like anything, you know, wild is happening. Um, or like wildly unknown is happening. Um, but if you continue through the later half of the season, I would say, and there's 10 episodes actually, so I would stop the episode four. Um, I would say be very cautious in what you're consuming and the way that that might affect you. Because right now, of course, we're seeing a lot of this without it being a scripted television show. Right. Along those same lines, Tamara... Um, has some thoughts about Lena Waithe. If you guys aren't familiar with Lena Waithe, <laughs> Lena Waithe, where did she, where did um, she appear from? She started writing on, oh my God, that show on Netflix. God, what is his name? Um, there's Harold a, and Kumar. No, no, there's an Indian guy? guy, an Indian filmmaker. That's Kumar. What's his real name though? No, it's not oh. him. It's like Ahmad. Oh, I forgot his okay. name. Um, but she started writing on the show. I- I'm going to have to look it up, but she started writing on the show and I actually didn't mind her writing then. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, master of none. Aziz yes. Anasari. Master of none. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I think I started like looking her up and stuff because she, I think she won an Emmy for one of her episodes on that show, which is actually a really good episode. I actually really liked it. Yeah. She also um, played H in ready player one. If you guys like that or read that book. I personally like yeah. that book, but mm-hmm. yeah. And so like she wrote on that show. Um, yeah. Because I think her episode was Thanksgiving and she wound up winning like an Emmy and I was, and I actually really enjoyed that episode. Um, but since then, like her writing, like it's like hit or miss for me. Um, mm-hmm. She wrote on the chai and that's kind of when her and I started to have a falling out because there were some issues with the chai behind the scenes with Girl, the their, shy, shy, oh, yeah, the shy with the, um, I forgot her name. I think she was the lead in season one and like one of the castmates, it was a girl and a guy and there were some issues. Oh, you're talking about Emmett, not Emmett's girl, Brandon's girl who left. Yes. Who says yes. He was harassing her. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was apparently harassing one of the actresses and apparently Lena knew about it, but, didn't really know about it. it it's still very unclear to us but then she tried to like mansplain what happened on a on a breakfast club i episode. think she kept putting them like she didn't change even though like this girl had said that he was harassing her 
they kept being put into like these uh sexually intimate scenes together which were making her uncomfortable she wasn't really accommodating that girl and her that actress and her and her needs yeah so like that was happening and i i really just didn't like the way she handled that um Mm -hmm. i thought it was just really poor of her and then honestly like just little things in there queen and slim i should have known then that we were gonna um get something like them because queen and slim Mm. just was a disaster um i just didn't really enjoy it i didn't enjoy the writing um and since then like i feel like it's hit or miss with her and so when i saw Mm. the trailer for them i immediately said absolutely not as soon as i saw that her name was attached to it because i Mm. love horror and i love black people obviously but I knew I, I just if I, I'm fine with it just being a horror show about black people. That's it. I don't need racism intertwined with that because then it just makes it worse. Like it it makes it not enjoyable because horror is supernatural sometimes. You know, like you can do supernatural, you can do just like general horror, like Freddy or like it doesn't have to be racism. Yeah. And it just felt very cheap to me. So I'm mm. hearing that you know, the actors and actresses on them are phenomenal. And that's great. I want everybody to get a job and work and be well. But I cannot support this show. I knew before I even heard about, like, I guess the pressers before that, the people who saw the first episode, I knew yeah. it was going to be a disaster. I knew it wasn't going to be fun. I knew it was going to be trauma porn. And I don't have to, I, I can't watch that. Like, I, I've got too much shit that's going on in the news in our everyday yeah. life to sit Heard. down at night to put this shit on and to be more traumatized. Like, I just, I can't. I heard horror stories about episode five, apparently. I don't even want to know what there. happens. Yeah, I don't want to know what happens because um, I, I can't handle it. Like, I'm at a max with my my traumatic racism yeah. ex- existing as a black person in this world. Like, I cannot add this to yeah. my TV. Um, so... It sucks because is there not a is there not a market for just normal black people shows just hanging out just I feel like there's you know? a big market for black trauma unfortunately. Well, um, I feel like the tide needs to change because I need shows like Insecure where there is no. What was that trauma. other show on Netflix about uh, the cartoonist, the black cartoonist? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. See. I just want fun black shows where black people just live in life, you know, just having a good time. Like Insecure, I love like uh, Grownish on like ABC Freeform because, you know, we're just out there just hanging out, going to college. Like that's what I like. I want to see us just living. Like I don't want to see us like going through all the shit that we have to go through. Like uh, I don't want to watch that as entertainment because it's happening to us in our lives. I Um, think a lot of the times the big problem with it is like, if there is a black protagonist, black is the storyline. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. like, oh, this is a person living there. Like, it's not like this is a person. Living. There's a heavy emphasis on, like, this is a black person right. living so, life yeah. or a black person's experience in these regular everyday activities. Right. And it can never and just I, be like, you know, this is a per- like, I don't know. And I get it. Like, you know, obviously we go through a lot as black people. I totally understand that it is very traumatic to be a black person in this world. However, I don't always need to be notified or, or, or reminded of that when I watch TV. Like, I just want another girlfriends or even dear white people. Like, it was kind mm. of on the cusp of like, it's kind of about race, but there's still some good stuff happening. 
Like, yeah. you know, like I, I just there's there's a market for that, you guys. Like we don't all want to watch us be being tortured by yeah. white people. I don't I wanna yeah. watch that shit. So Lena, if you're out there, maybe just stop. <laughs> I, I mean, know. just think think twice, really. Um because with everything that's going on, it's just not mm-hmm. appropriate. And furthermore, the- like y'all keep <laughs> someone did this right. Um, the person who y'all are getting all this these inspiration from, like obviously, is from Jordan Peele. Like you keep just stealing his shit, and like it's just weird. Like let yeah. this man have that movie. Like stop. Like even the name them. Like. So just say we're not gonna do us. We're gonna do them. So just say yeah. you're you're just you're just inadvertently just taking this from him. I mean, like just stop. Like he did yeah. it in a way where like even with that movie, it wasn't even race wasn't the focal point. It was the sunken exactly. place. Like it wasn't even about the racism. Like ugh. well, sunken place was Get Out. Us was like them with their doppelgangers right yeah and it feels like she almost like took those two movies and was like ooh, meshed them a show (laughs) even about racist horror and i'm like girl the little girl from uh us is also plays the daughter in them which i was like wow okay but honestly i actually you know what i don't even want to like i heard that the actors and actresses like are doing great so i don't even want to like it's not their fault. <laughs> like they're, I mean, know, a job is a, a job. A job's a job, you know. So I get it, and like, I just, I just want us, I just want to be happy, you know. I want a black Yellowstone, you know, shit. Like I want something like. I mean, I really like Westworld. <laughs> I like the black characters in that. But. Yeah, like just something that doesn't even have anything to do with like the trauma that it takes to be black here. That that's it. That that's all I'm saying. So. Okay. I so, just yeah. wanted to quickly tell y'all. I just found the name of that show I was talking about. It's actually on Hulu. Misremember oh. the show is called Woke. Um, and it's uh, based on a true story about this cartoonist. His name is Keith Knight. He's a black cartoonist and he does like uh, editorial cartoons every week about like police brutality, racial profiling and the black experience in America. But it's not like it's not there like is, heavy. it's not heavy. No, like he's a cartoonist. And so a lot of okay. times he's thinking about his ideas. He's like sleeping with a white girl, you know, <laughs> all that <laughs> Well, maybe all that regular that. stuff. Maybe I'll consider, um, but because, like, you know, I just can't we just laugh? You know, like I just want us to laugh yeah. and smile and, and just enjoy television. You know, I mean, his pen talks to him, but he's also like addressing real stuff in his cartoon. But his whole thing, it's it's Keith Knight, a cartoonist. Um, yeah. But yeah, watch that if you need something a little bit lighter that still kind of addresses some of these issues, but in a more mm-hmm. tasteful way than like, you know, torturing black people. Um, like it be cautious with them if you do choose to engage in that just take your time maybe spoil it for yourself and read an article and see if you actually want to watch that yeah like you guys like I wouldn't watch it like I I don't I read it and I was like oh this is a spoiler but then I was like oh shit no I don't want (laughs) to I don't want to keep going I'm good (laughs) well I would say if you're black don't watch it if you're white watch it y'all need to watch all that shit Mm. If we see have what to be we go through <laughs> <sighs> yeah it's it's tough it's heavy but anyways we're gonna get out of here y'all take care of yourselves follow us on instagram not just mm-hmm. reality on your streaming services make sure you follow subscribe rate whatever options you have share with others so they can also jump into some of this bullshit with the i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Share with others so they can also partake in our opinionated thoughts of these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything else? That's it, you guys. Thanks for listening. Right, and thanks. we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.